1: all right left we had early enrollees and new transfers meet with the media as well and one of those new transfers that met with the media was quarterback sam Hartman. and we're also going to hear from early enrollee kenny minchie who will be donning the number eight this year apple podcast spotify Along with CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, don't forget our YouTube channel, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Subscribe, smash that like button for us. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know, we spin it different. For all your business needs, you might as well rock out with the guys over at Rock Financial. That's rock, R-O-K dot B-I-Z, Rock Financial.
0: That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed.
1: But Sam Hartman is very interesting. I think I'm very interested in hearing how you interpret some of the things that were said left because it sounds like to me that sam hartman might still be in his feelings a little bit but here's sam hartman talking about his process of choosing notre dame
2: the biggest thing and the um, kind of the biggest reason was just there was an opportunity to, to play football um, and play football at you know in college at a high level um i think you know often i see people that are done with school or run out of eligibility or even have eligibility and declare. And, um, you know, that opportunity never comes again. And, you know, the the thing I think that makes football so special is you can't just, you know, wake up one day and say, I'm gonna go play. Um, There's very few opportunities and and the opportunities come and go very quickly. And, um, you know, I've played, you know, this is year six and um, knowing how quickly a season goes by, knowing how quickly a game is over and you're sitting there wondering, you know, what I could have done and done better. you know, some of it's very grim and, and hollow, but there's a lot of great moments that um, you know, I wanted to be a part of and felt like the opportunity here was something that I could you know, take advantage of. And then probably on the NFL side of it was just uh, you know this is what you have to do when you go into the league is coming to a new place where um, there's not a lot of familiar faces and um, the, the battle is definitely uphill. And you got to come in and, and establish a leadership role while also trying to figure out, you know, and follow. And um, it's been, again, a lot, you know, easier based just on the team. Um, the locker room here is incredible, and uh, it's just been very cool. I, uh, you know, just feel blessed to be a part of the, with these guys. And just, you know, there's a lot of relationships. And um, you know, sometimes you feel like there's going to be clicks. Or you're not going to be able to fit in. You're this guy from a different program. And, this and that, but I mean, you know, I just feel like I gelled right in and you know, built some relationships that will be, uh, you know, lifelong.
3: A guy like Sam Harvin is is in a very similar position, a very peculiar position where he knows that leaving Wake Forest, he was going to be a forever backup somewhere in the league, not in the prime position that he was in at Wake Forest or similar to at Wake Forest moving forward in the NFL right now. So when Notre Dame became open, he saw himself as an opportunity to prove the haters wrong, put himself in a good stadium where if all things go right, he can get drafted to a team that will actually give him a chance and not just be a backup floating around a league that will end up somewhere in the XFL or one of these other football leagues. So he thought he had everything set up with Tommy Reese. They probably collabed and collided together on how they were going to get him drafted. He probably saw Jack Cone, saw a lot of opportunity there. But at the end of the day, when Tommy left, he felt like he lost his backbone, felt like he lost a little bit of that support that was going to get him to where he wanted to go on a on a plan basis. You know, you mastermind him with a guy and then he he leaves out. And you just have a bunch of uncertainty. Not and Notre Dame is just a good enough place to where you're gonna fit in, you're gonna find your crowd, you're gonna have a a solid time. But in the back of his mind, he knows that his window is probably a lot smaller than it was uh, going into it. And he's looking at it like, you know, like the NFL. You know, this might be a situation where I'm I'm just down. Like I don't have a, a, a huge shot just based off of how the roster's shaped. These guys are owe me nothing. You know, I got to try to win a job as to
1: where it was more uh, spoon-fed previously. He also talked about Tommy Reese, importance in the process. and This is where I think you start to see some of the feelings when he talks about Tommy Reese no longer being in Notre Dame.
2: Phrase a thousand times, but... Um, kind of that whole process it is what it is um, I think um, obviously it was a great opportunity for him and um, there's no hard feelings there um, again we just got out of the QB meeting we've been meeting since uh, you know coach Parker took the role and then you know obviously Geno uh, coach Gino's just kind of come in and um, again he's you know taking this thing by the reins for the quarterbacks and um, along with that is just the quarterback room you know we stuck together and you know, I knew Tyler a little bit before and, you know, I had no idea who Steve was. You know, obviously Kenny was showing up just like I was, but, um, it's a really tight-knit group. And, um, I think a lot of us, a lot of that was, you know, buffered by just those guys and our relationship. But again, like I said, it is what it is. Um, you know, we were, we kept moving forward and we've been moving forward since. And obviously spring break's coming up and we're going to, you know, attack as much as we can. And then once spring break's over, it's time to start playing some ball.
3: See, this is this is this is a simple lesson of masculinity, and why Uh-oh. masculinity is important and why I love the quarterback position so much is because it only comes down to one thing, it can only be one big dog in the room,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and the funny thing in the now well, now explain that
1: explain and that, and that and because I think, about- I think Mac Jones was a big dog. But I think Bryce was a big dog on the leash. He was he was waiting his turn to get off the leash.
3: The big dog over there is Nick Saban. That's the big dog.
1: Okay, that's the big dog. But you were talking about in the position room. We talked they about the dogs position in position rooms room yesterday.
3: They can only. So be, you're saying they can only be
1: one at one time.
3: They can only be one at one time from an ego standpoint. Okay. And 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 that's why Sam was like, man, I got a bunch of these dudes. I don't even know these dudes. They showed up when I showed up. I'm thought thaw- I'm thinking I'm about to slide right in. I'm the big dog on campus coming in because I got my boy Tommy, got my back, just like he had cars back. Mm. So he said, yeah, you got all that riff y'all don't, you know. I'm coming in. I'm coming to play because I'm the big dog. Now you take Tommy out the situation. Nobody knows who really the big dog. They all feel like big dogs. So from a quarter, you you get the little slights. Like man, I got this this guy. I didn't even know Steve. I guess it, whoever that guy is. Yeah, he said it, he said. See, you know I know Ty a little bit. You know Steve. Oh, I just met him. I didn't know he was a quarterback. Kenny just showed up when I showed up. So it is what it is. And when we come back from spring,
1: left going full petty right now. Up. Left is going full petty right now.
3: <laughs> That's what it is. I, man, when it was it was me, when it was me, Tommy, and Hendrix. I knew Tommy was the big dog. I'm like, okay. You know, his his smug self. Okay. I learned my, you know, I learned, do my little red shirt stuff, take little notes. I knew who the big dog was. But after Tommy, I'm the big dog. I was the big dog in the room. And that's why it, it, things started, you know, when you know you're the big dog in the room, things don't work out for a reason. There's a reason why Ev led the country in picks. Because when he when he was not there, the big dog replacement was in the room already after that year. So when that didn't happen, that transition didn't happen. It didn't work. You can't just import a big dog when the big dog was, like you said, on the chain, ready to get off the chain. So naturally it just doesn't work in the room. It's too much tension naturally. And that's why it happened how it happened. Now the year after, there was no debate who the dog in the room was. That's why coming out, we look like how we look.
1: So you feel like Tyler has a better shot now that Tommy's not Tyler
3: is the big dog in the room. And Sam, knowing he's a big dog, coming into somebody else's crib, he like, hey, it's, it's one or the other. And he knows that. He's a little more uncertain. Mm -hmm. and naturally he like man I ain't trying to be best of friends with y'all you know because I was supposed to come in y'all supposed to be looking up to me now we looking up to Tyler why we looking up to Tyler he's talking about he in the league
1: of what I'm the big dog and he was forthcoming and saying yo I came here because yeah you know it's a different look from the NFL it's a different look from the NFL he was honest
3: I was about to he said because I, I came to take advantage. I came to take advantage of it. Mm, that's what he said. Because he said it wasn't a big dog in the room. I he, say uh, that exactly,
1: but those were his sentiments. That's what he
3: said. That's, that's what he said. I'm the quarterback <laughs> interpreter. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> he said I he said, I know that the end uh, of my career was that last game on the field. Because after that, I'm finna be riding that pond for a long time until I find one of these little leagues to jump in and play in. But he said, then Notre Dame called. (laughs) That that bat signal went up. He said, I could take advantage of that. (laughs) Ain't no big dog over there. Look at what they just had. They had a job for sale over there on Notre Dame. And you know the NFL like Notre Dame a hell of a lot. And I could go from kind of somebody to a big dog for real if I went over there. He was already feeling himself a little bit, you know. He like Wake Forest winning all time. You know. But he said, I could take off at Notre Dame. I could take advantage. Why would somebody say they could take advantage of something if they going into a situation where they got a battle for the job. He went not talking about battling. He like battling. <laughs> Tommy Reese gave him that good old you my guy. He gave him that you my guy conversation. You my guy. Just put the papers in. Show up. Milwaukee. He said, you saw what I did to our guy Jack. Look at Jack. <laughs> Listen to me. So they thought they had an under-the-table deal. That's what he's so salty about. I can tell you why that's the case, because I was there. Mm -hmm. I was dealt a similar deal, thinking it's all good, team set up. They're like, man, we ain't, they said we got, we don't even got nobody. Then you show up and your man guy leaves. Now you salty. Now you halfway hater. You don't want to, you just like, man, I got these random dudes in here. <laughs> some dude named Angelian here in my seat. <laughs> this other guy thinking he running the show, teaching the QB coach everything. Oh you know, what do he say? When the spring comes, everybody come back. You can only be one big dog. And we got to play some football. So y'all can love all these meetings and wait. I can praise a
2: thousand times, but um, kind of that whole process. It is what it is. It is
1: what it is. It is what it is. He's in his feelings. He's in his feelings. It is what it is. Um, right. I think
2: um, obviously it was a great opportunity for him, and um, there's no hard feelings there. Uh, again, we just got out of a QB meeting. meeting since uh, you know Coach Parker took the role, and then you know obviously Gino because um, Gino's just kind of come in and um, again he's you know taking this thing by the reins for the quarterbacks and um, along with that is just the quarterback room you know we stuck together and you know I, I knew Tyler a little bit before and you know hadn't
3: <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> stuck together to what
2: no idea who Steve was you know obviously Kenny has shown up just like I was but um, it's a really tight knit group and Tight
1: knit group, left. He didn't say it with him. <laughs> Come on, you being patty.
3: <laughs> he didn't say it with him. He's how you, how you a tight knit group, you just showed up
1: a month ago. It's tight knit because now he's part of the pack. Yeah, he part- like you said, like you said, when Tommy was there. He said had- because if Tommy
3: was there right now, his meeting is you know, the guys, I'm teaching them a lot. I'm I'm sharing some info with them, they catching up to speed, they helping me out, I'm helping them out. Man said, Look, we all in this thing together now. <laughs> Guy would have Kenny done showed up. Steve, I didn't even know who that was. I thought he was printing papers. He came and said he played quarterback. Oh. Too. And then you got Tyler over here leading the meetings. And she, I mean, you know, you know, Tyler's
1: Tyler. loving leading the meetings, boy. Oh, he's loving it. If I'm Tyler, yeah. Yeah. Is my team. you know how it was when you were like that student that the teacher loved to call up to the chalkboard. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll drive it. it. Gino was like, who wants to help me? Who wants to help me with this formation on the whiteboard? Catch up, which I used
3: to call it. Oh, it's called Navy. That's what it's called.
1: (laughs) Cat Tyler was was like, I got you, coach.
3: Yeah, no worries. I got you. you. Hey, Sam, you need some help after practice? Yeah, I got you, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, that's that's all a game. It's a game within the game.
1: And Sam I'm sorry, to- dude. Sometimes I have to laugh at how much fun we have talking Notre Dame football. It's true.
3: Sam no damn well. Oh we man, his back is against the wall. He knows this is it. So it ain't a lot of smiles when you when your backup leave because he like there's no allegiance to me. I'm here off of a couple news headlines. A good last game tape but none of these know me <laughs> just walk you're walking into espn nobody know you sean not the dude that hired
1: you you, you talking pop, about right man. now you talking about right now
3: i'm talking about in general when you first walked in there oh when know. i first got there
1: yeah i mean i interned there so a few people knew me but your first day
3: is your first day is yes. fresh on, the, yeah, fresh yeah, on the yeah. Show. yeah
1: yeah now my first day on the actual actual campus actual camp in connecticut
3: they like man yes. who is this
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: so you just all of you like man i just gotta put my head down and and, and you see that it's always the backhand comment i mean he had to do what he had to do
1: <laughs> i actually saw i actually he saw kerry champion the- I actually saw saw Carrie Champion in Rollers, dude. I'm like that was not that was not the first impression I wanted with Carrie Champion, bro. (laughs) It was early. Mm -hmm. It was like 7:30. She walked past me. I think she was walking to her people. With and she was walking with fine bomb. That's the crazy thing about it. Oh man.
3: So, you know, it's one of those good old quarterback competitions. In my opinion, wastes a lot of time in the spring. Because, you know, I just feel like the coaches know who they they want going into it. They just looking for maybe we get a surprise. Maybe he surprises and plays better. But they generally know they ain't making moves like this. Marcus Freeman didn't bring Sam Hartman to be like I don't know the
1: brought- play. No, he brought him in, like we said yesterday. You know for people that were like, yo, oh, he just Sam just has to come here and play his role no 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 no, no, no.
3: <laughs> one year we don't need a one year guy to just come play a role if he no. was a a a receiver, maybe like a bench karonic play your role bench Skoronic. you know he played his role All right he his way right to a Super Bowl.
1: yeah, so the heir apparent the one that will be rocking the number eight early enrollee freshman kenny minchi talked to the media and uh yeah left he talked about why he chose to come in early
4: i feel like it's big as far as like any quarterback across the country you want to early enroll uh get in as early as you can learn the playbook because that's big compared to any other position uh coming in learn the playbook mesh with the guys and everything like that. So I like just getting in and building a connection. And then what's just kind of your first impressions of Coach Parker and Coach Chino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, Coach Freeman, you know, he elevated a guy from within. I feel like he chose the right guy and bringing in Coach Gino was big because uh, he was with Cincinnati when they went to the college Bowl playoffs. So having a guy like him uh, coaching me and other, the other quarterbacks, I feel like that's big as far as my development.
1: He, he strikes you as uh, he's pretty sure. Strikes you and give me the ball, give me the that, ball. That is,
3: that is. He strikes you as give me the ball, man. Got a couple good because the difference is between Sam and Kenny. Kenny didn't come because of Tommy. Kenny called up there and said, "Look, I saw y'all got some vacancy. I saw y'all got some vacancy." He didn't need no backhand closet agreement that he was gonna come in. He said, "Oh, y'all got a, oh, y'all got an opportunity." Oh, what's up? I'm up. Mark for you, my guy. Sam had to get the oh back handshake, couple wings. Look, just come on in, man. I'm gonna get you right to the lead. Kenny just said, "Look, I'm. I see it. A couple good guys up there. I can develop. Shh. Throw me the ball, coach. I'm here. I'm ready to get active." He's not somber and in and talking about the other guys. He said, "Look." They got Coach Gino. He was here at the playoffs. I could get some development. Notre Dame, everybody want to be here. What's up? I'm coming to win. I'm on Kenny team. I think Kenny going to be all right. <laughs> now, obviously, he might go through the, the stages of, you know, they got a couple guys in front of him, so he's working in where he get in, where he can fit in. But if it comes down to him versus Angeli, we'll see what happens.
1: Honestly, I think that competition is over. <laughs> yeah, me too. In my opinion, but hey, you know, you still have to go through the process, right? What does he think about competition left?
4: It's level just because of the people that are here. But um, yeah, even like in high school, I didn't start till halfway through my sophomore year, and that came from injury from the guy who was ahead of me. So I've been in a spot where I need to compete, and um, you know. It's not new to me, and I know like you have to have patience. So.
2: Can you talk a bit more about your competitiveness?
4: Uh, yeah, I would say, it might not show, but I'm, I'm very competitive, I always want to win. Uh, growing up, played sports, so that's kind of instilled in me as far as like, a competitive spirit. And um, I would say I always want to try to do the right thing and be the best version of myself.
2: So. What's the biggest thing you've learned so far since being on campus?
4: Uh, probably just like adapting to college life. Being busy twenty four seven, school, workouts, lifting, coming to throw, meetings, everything. It's just it's
3: just busy. It's Midwest guy, man. Remember
1: your boy from the last dance. Yeah, Midwest guy. Whatever. I'm here. Love it.
3: Love the attitude. You can tell he's focused on himself, really, and that's what you should be in situations like these. Getting with you guys. It's always interesting the the off season throwing sessions when it's a quarterback competition because you see some guys working out without you like hey okay <laughs> I see you getting some timing over there Sam I am you know yeah, yeah. So, you know hopefully they include Kenny and in, in getting that process you know together but man I really love the demeanor. Um, I don't think he's gonna be caught up in the, the 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 swell of the competition. I think he's really gonna go in there and compete. I do like guys that very similar to a guy like Kyle Trash that you know you couldn't tell Kyle Trash was competitive at all because he was just so easy going. But when that, that sucker went out there and took reps, yeah, you know, this he trying to he trying to show somebody something. Like right, right. But I really do appreciate guys that are like that. Um, you know, he, he definitely reminds me of a lot like Kyle Trask and that attitude, man. He just so, you know, he says all the right things, but you you wouldn't believe it because he's just kind of soft spoken, kind of like, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. But man, when they get out there and put on the show, you like, man, this dude came to win. So hopefully he's carries that same uh, attitude so far so good. So see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody in the chat. I, I lost it, but I think he said it himself right there in that clip. Somebody said that Kenny Minchie won't be throwing into the fall. Kenny Minchie's throwing right now. Like, I don't know who misrepresented information to you or miscommunicated that Kenny Minchie's throwing right now. So
3: Kenny Minchie, I'm telling you.
1: Let's see. Um, oh, he got to talk about his guys the three freshman-wide receivers he came in with. Uh,
4: I would say coming in, uh, Chad was telling me this is kind of year they wanted to bring in some playmakers.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, Chad said what?
4: Yeah, uh, I would say coming in, uh, Chad was telling me this is kind of year they wanted to bring in some playmakers uh, in the receivers' room. And uh, coming in, being able to mesh with them early as far as like, you know, a friend standpoint and just getting on the field, coming in on the weekends, coming to throw with them, being able to mesh with them. And um, obviously there's some athletes and I feel like they'll be able to play. And yeah.
1: So he's talking about Braylon, Rico, Jaden, three early enrollees at the wide receiver position in the class 23. He's been working with them on the weekends, doing extra throwing rocking with them connecting with them that's good to hear that's good to hear because those are his guys let me tell you something man he's being patient he used the word patient he was like yo i just have to be patient but he feels like yo my time is coming like no i'm good
3: (laughs) definitely don't don't rush the technique in this instant for kenny I think he has a plenty of room to grow where he is positionally mm-hmm. on the roster. I think he can take advantage of a year like this, even if he doesn't necessarily play, but from how things are growing in terms of the coaching staff, getting a, a year under their belt, but also you learning the offenses they're learning. So you kind of on the same level and how it develops and grows where a guy like Carr would be a, a year behind where that stage they've, that layer that they've added which you know keeps some separation between them for at least a year but i think everything that Kenny wants is in front of him um you know he just got to continue to uh, grow and develop in that aspect
1: yeah lucky lefty podcast So, overall, Sam Hartman, Kenny Minchie, I think there's still some feelings there over the departure of Tommy Reese. They moved on. Gina Goduli has come in. As a matter of fact, Kenny Minchie, um, I believe, shared with the media that he went fishing with uh, Coach Godouli last weekend at his house, and we're catching up on some things. So, we'll see. We'll see. You know, Coach Cadoulis reaching out to Tommy Reese. He's being caught up by Tommy Reese. Tyler Buckner's helping him catch up on the playbook. You know, it's a lot going on. They hit the field for the first spring practice, March 22nd. Like uh, Sam Hartman said, spring break is coming up next week. As soon as they get back, it's time for business on the twenty-second of March. And then the pro day is the twenty-fourth of March, right there on notre dame's campus lucky lefty podcast you remember the quarterback position did not receive glowing remarks in the off season last year you remember that left yeah they they didn't have a spokesperson the spoke they had no one to speak up for them Braden lindsey just to go back to last year this is what Braden lindsey said about the starting quarterback
4: uh he's definitely got confidence on the field Um, i think that's uh, the biggest indicator of a good player when they're young. Um, he's definitely the best runner I've had as a quarterback uh, in college. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't showcased as well, but he's got a good arm. And I think uh, as time goes on, he'll be able to make more uh, uh, smarter decisions as a passer. And that kind of comes to just experience. I mean, quarterback's the hardest position. There's a lot going on. So I, I think he's going to, you know, improve vastly.
1: Hmm. Not exactly a ringing endorsement from your wide receivers. Well, enter Rico Flores, 2023 freshman, early enrollee. Hey Rico, what's up with the quarterbacks at Notre Dame? How they looking?
4: I don't, I'm not gonna lie, they're phenomenal. Uh, it's a lot different from high school. They put the ball right here on your face. Turnouts right there. They do the job pretty well. I'm not going to lie. They're phenomenal. Uh, It's a lot different from high school. They put the ball right here on your face. Turn out it's right there. They do the job pretty
1: well. Hey, Rico. Rico. Rico Flores, your new PR person, director of media and public relations for the Notre Dame quarterback. He said it's right there. He said phenomenal. He said phenomenal. He said you turn around, it's right there right there with that he, you know he had you can tell he has that bay lingo to him when you listen to him talk he has a little e40 to him yeah when he talks Yeah, has a little e40 to him yeah. you can tell yeah. he comes from the bay yeah. area so
3: that's gonna hey i'm telling you what if he if he's saying it's it's right there on the face
1: yeah that
3: tells you yeah. go, it's good the ball gonna be flying around a lot
1: yeah yeah hey hey that cat rico is getting his rich port on too though that hey, Rico's getting this rich port on, bro. Fly hey, hey, guy, fly guy. <laughs> guy. Throw it to me. That hey, Rico look like he's in a dorm room where Braylon and Jaden like.
3: No, I love the game. Yeah, yeah. They, they said, they said, they said they gonna they gonna be missing me.
1: Like, I love, but if I leave it, are they gonna miss me? That's right. That's right. You know not man. That's that cat that Rico, AK, rich Porter boy. He has the uh the angel and he has the uh i can't tell i can't tell from the steel shot looks like he has the braided 14 carat and he has the longer thinner joint okay rico i like it left i like it Kid has swag and we're gonna check out all three receivers tomorrow left on for the culture friday I'm sure we're going to talk about huh, snowfall. Season is getting ready to take off after this last episode. And then our guys from Rock Financial, Ryan and Tony, they're going to join us. If you have any financial questions, make sure you put it in the chat today or, man, line them up early in the chat tomorrow. We'll make sure we put them to the side when they come on towards the end of the show for Four of the Culture Friday. So, tomorrow, left we'll hear from Caleb Smith, Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, Drake Bowen, some of the other early enrollees. I like what I heard. I like what I heard today overall, Left Coach Rudolph, Coach Gadouli, Sam Hartman, you know, he'll get over it. he toughen up a little bit. He'll get over
3: it. It's going to be a long road. If it if if don't turn out how you want to. Hey, long leash or short leash? Shortest in, in the history <laughs> of football. Unfortunately, Unfortunate, think- unfortunately. You don't got a Drew Pine leash. That leash is...
1: <laughs> mm. You know what time it is. Oh.
0: Petticoats
1: Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, Whiskey.com. So, <laughs> concessions has been threatening to strike and walk out all season on the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks. And every time the news thought it would happen, they said no. And concessions at the United Center waited. For college basketball fans from all across the Big Ten to descend upon United Center for this weekend's Big Ten tournament, along with families and friends. And they said, no nachos for you. (laughs) No pizza for you. (laughs) And they walked out on the college kids. That's right. Come on, fam. That's mad petty, man. That's mad petty. Come on, man. You got people coming to watch their sons play. And y'all just <laughs> walk out. Of the college well, I, get attention. I bet it didn't work. I bet dude, it the, Bulls, the Bulls and the Black Hawks are out west, dude,
3: on road trips. No, but I thought, do they work for the College United Center,
1: too? I mean, ultimately, hmm. I think this move was better because it wouldn't upset the pro teams. Hmm. It would impact the pro teams.
3: Just take advantage uh, of the kids playing uh, for uh,
1: That's petty. That's <laughs> all I'm saying, man. That's all <laughs> I'm saying, bro. And the United Center has, dude, the United Center has the best nachos. Really? The, the absolute best dessert tray. Do they have that chocolate cookie ice cream joint with the big mm. cookie mm. with mm. the single scoop of vanilla on top. Bruh.
3: The bazookies, yes, the BJ's finest.
1: I'll give it to Jerry Ryan's door. Bad teams, great facilities, and great food at his stadiums. Hell yeah! Great, you know, it's Chicago, so you're always gonna get you a good hot dog. Always, Um, Italian beef is fire. Yep, you know, I think the last I checked, they had. I forget who the pizza sponsor was. Uh, But, yeah, that's some pretty good food, bro. Some pretty good food. But that was mad petty to take it out on the kids. When you've been been threatening, all season you've been threatening to walk walk out Mm. on the NHL and uh, NBA season. It's, It's ridiculous. I thought that was mad petty. And, like I said, the guys that are supposed to keep the court clear for the Phoenix Suns, let me tell you something. Well, you messing with $50 million right there. That's that's a big asset you messing with, boy. You almost ruined Chris Paul's career, leaving that wet spot out there. Mm. I hope they go to the video and review it just to find a dude that didn't do his job. Does a road ankle really take you out the game like that, though? No, I mean, he probably would have played. He probably would have played, you know, if it was an important game. But, you know, I understand Monty Williams telling him, like, hey, relax. I get it. I get it. Um, Petty train, but round of applause to my boy.
5: Fred
3: VanVleet.
5: I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on uh, most nights, you know, a couple of, the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fucked the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bullshit tech, change the whole dynamic of the game, change the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um, just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiator. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. and. Um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed, um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome.
1: Yo, <laughs> when you start out saying, Look, I'll take the fine, you already yeah. know what's coming. You yeah. already know what's coming. Yeah. That, that yeah. man started off the presser, of like, Man, I'll, man, y'all send me the invoice. Yeah,
3: because this needs to be addressed. <laughs> he is, he is, he is totally wrong,
1: and it needs to be said. <laughs> Yo, it's petty because he went directly at that ref. But it needed to be said yeah. because the officiating has been ridiculous. And it's been some ridiculous. They gave a tech to uh, his teammate. Uh, Jordan Poole. Oh. They gave one to Jordan Poole the other night for throwing the ball Push back the to ball the to him. And the
3: ball to him.
1: <laughs> right? And it's crazy. And then they gave one the other night to um, it's uh, Fred Van Bleet's teammate, but like talking to himself as he walked by the ref. Oh, uh, uh Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, and it's like, what are we doing? Well,
3: Scotty, they said Scotty said that they was cheating and they took it as disrespect to the integrity of refing or something. <laughs> They do be cheating, dude. They do be cheating. That's they what they say. do be they stuck a
1: i stuck mean, cord. doing all that. Dude. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous.
3: It's petty for um, just because it happened the other day. Popeyes automatically not giving you the honey for the biscuit. I have to ask for it. Like, that's just some. Common sense things
1: we must. Now have the honey was automatic. The jelly used to have to ask for, right?
3: Man, we have to ask for the honey now. I'm, I'm pulling off thinking, all that of course. Why would they not add the honey? It should come attached
1: to the biscuit. The biscuits have fallen off anyway. Well, mm, Popeyes biscuits have fallen off a little bit.
3: Now when you tell them to make it fresh, I sit in there for ten minutes in the line. <laughs> I'll sit there and be like, yeah. They say it's ten minutes, sir. I said I'll wait.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, I ain't got nowhere to be. You willing to wait for the biscuits? Yes. Can I get to the It's Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Malik was here talking that clean eating yesterday? Go to his Facebook page and look at the the recipes he put up yesterday. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) He's (laughs) left on here capping. What do you mean? Big cap. Big,
3: these are, good. these are good recipes though. These, <laughs> okay, just, some of these is really good though. There's recipes for good eating, bro. I'm telling you, you, don't have to eat it all the time. But if this is your cheat day, come to my page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all you do is put cheat day stuff on your page. Oh, no, no. Look, I got the look, the abundance of strawberry treats. Look at that. Look at that. That's what you want right there, Sean. That's on the Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm about
1: to pull your Facebook. Look, page I got there. you.
3: Look, something like this is healthy for the viewers. This is on the Facebook page right under it. <laughs> what is that? A strawberry shortcake? Strawberry shortcake. And then right under there.
1: Oh, you man. Know what
3: that, you know what I mean? Man, look, you become a chef at my page, you know.
1: Man, man, man. So. I'm about to tap in my line. I play at 5 30. Like I said, I had a full weekend. Enjoy basketball this weekend. Hopefully, Notre Dame will get a nice head coach after this tournament. And um things start looking up for it. all three major sports, man. Baseball's doing that thing. I think hockey just lost that uh tournament. Best of uh, for the Big Ten tournament to uh, Michigan State, two to one. Uh, tough loss, but Notre Dame sports are in good shape. So for left, I'm Sean Davis. Have a great Thursday, but most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different. <laughs>